Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. So tonight I am heading stateside to catch up with Trina Dialhorn to see how things are going in sunny Texas. Trina, hello. Good morning. Hi. It's good, good early evening to you. (laughs) Good early evening. It's so weird that we can talk like this and it's like a completely different time zone. I love it. It's crazy. It's so good. Well, you're looking very well and chilled. Are you feeling that way? I'm feeling a little pale. I need to get out in the sun. <laughs> and it's is it sunny? Sun I said sunny Texas. Is it sunny? Yeah. yeah. It, their sun is out there somewhere, but it's a little cloudy today, which is okay. nice because it keeps it cooler. So I'm not complaining, but you I can mean, still get some color out on a cloudy day. Oh, it's more absolutely. of the dangerous UVB rays or whatever they are. Mm. Yeah. So I, I read... I mean, let's just get straight into it here. I read, we've got so much to talk about. I read online that Texas was the first state to hit 1 million coronavirus cases. Does it feel bad there to you? We did it. Yay! You're the winner! Everything is bigger in Texas. Absolutely. (laughs) And California, I think, was the second state they announced as well. Right. So what, what is life like there? Because obviously we're living with this thing now. Does it feel horrendous? How does it feel? No, it doesn't feel any different. Honestly, um, we've been open since May. Nothing's shut down. I mean, the Mm. restaurants are still, I think, a little bit more limited capacity, gyms more limited capacity, but everything is like officially open. Wow. If we're going to be shut down again, I have no idea. I pray that we're not, but you wouldn't know. And I think you probably agree. And most people in the world would agree if the news wasn't telling us that we were in a pandemic and that we had to wear masks and do other things, social distance and all of that, you wouldn't know anything is going on. How interesting. So do you have any, because obviously many of us don't actually believe what the papers are telling us or what our governments are telling us anymore because it all gets so crazy. But I do find it careful. They're not going to let you air this episode. (laughs) I know I'm going to be just shot down, but you know, what are the buzzwords we have to avoid saying, (laughs) but listen, behind the the lashes is not gospel. Is it? It's, 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 it's having a gossip. We are allowed to gossip. So that's the way I look at it. Right. We better do it while we can. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have a good old gossip. Okay. Yeah. So I do have um, medical friends though. And you know, I do trust what they tell me. Do you have any other source of information other than your media and your government? Yeah. So we have family and friends that are in the medical industry as well. Nurses, doctors, just um, like physical therapists. Mm -hmm. And the consensus from most of them is that yes, COVID is a real thing, but now the the symptoms are much more mild, like a cold, not even flu-like symptoms, more congestion, you know, some chest pain. But for a healthy adult or even children, like they're not seeing serious cases. And then also we've heard that the hospitals are not overrun. And then the death rate is so low compared to the cases. And cases are, of course, high in the United States. And I believe this wholeheartedly is that we're doing just like the orange man says, (laughs) Mr. Trump, President Trump, who is still our president. Okay. um, 
Yeah, we can talk about that too. Mm. Um, is that our numbers are higher because we're doing so many tests. Imagine exactly. if we just stopped testing or if people came to their senses and stopped getting tested. And I, I've said this to several people in my family. It's like, if I thought I had the flu, like the regular flu, whatever that is, I wouldn't go to the hospital and get a flu test for someone to tell me I have the flu. You stay home, you rest, you drink lots of water. So I'm not quite sure what the hysteria is. And it's not to discount COVID because I, I do believe it's a real thing and it can be serious. But what's and the hysteria behind died, testing but... everybody? Every, like, what's the, why are we trying to do that? So yeah, I think it's something we should take seriously, but I also believe that the solution, the cure should not be, you know, worse than the cause. And that's kind of the situation we're getting into now. People losing their livelihood because they're not allowed to work. Suicide rates skyrocketing. Homelessness. You know, you've got families that can't feed their children because they can't work. So, yeah. I mean, can you imagine what the mental health bill is going to be at the end of all of this? We are going to have a mental health pandemic, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely think, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert. I have my own opinions, which I, I kind of tread lightly on because I think unless you, unless you kind of know what the agenda is, it can be really scary mm-hmm. to just hear someone say it outright. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things where we have to be really careful because our rights are being taken away slowly but surely and as we've seen especially here in the united states i can't speak for any events that have happened with with you in your area but after 9 11 things have never gone back to normal as far as our rights there and that event and there's been other things slowly but surely they start stripping them away and i don't think everyone is awake to that understanding of like if i freely give up my rights to number one privacy my medical privacy, which falls under HIPAA. I don't know if you call it the same thing, but it's our medical privacy act where we don't have to disclose any medical information. Um, We're entitled to informed consent. So I can ask any questions I want, let's say about vaccines. I can read vaccine inserts. No one is legally allowed to pressure me to get a vaccine, whatever it might be. Um, And so it's all of those things we have to be really careful because slowly but surely they'll find reasons to start taking those things away Mm -hmm. under the guise of safety and security for the betterment of society, which it's, it's control disguised as this is for your health. That's my belief without getting too far into it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but, but I, I always come back to why, yeah. With all of that. I just can't get past the why. And I know that it's all out there for me. I, I have read. an answer for you, but I don't, I don't want to really like discuss it in too much detail because it's Okay, so do you, do you have the why in a kind of potted version that then anybody listening who may be leaning that way can then go and do the research themselves? It's all about control. It's about the governments, the world governments, which people can say this is a conspiracy theory and we could mm-hmm. turn this into a conspiracy theory podcast, but the information is all there for us to go and read ourselves in, in places that are valuable, not valuable, um, reliable sources, not just hearsay. So there, you know, it, it has to do with agenda 21, agenda 2030. They can go and look up all these things. It's the, the great reset 
um, global economic forum is something to go and research as well. It's basically taking away rights from us as human individuals, giving them to the government so that they can have more control over, you know, how we purchase things, um, our health, our livelihood, making us more reliant on the government. And it's, it's an agenda that's been in play for a really long time. Mm. And it's taken a long time to kind of get to this point. You don't have to look hard to find videos of like Bill Gates or people that are kind of at the top or the leaders. Um, Klaus Schwab, I think is another gentleman talking about how they can use the pandemic as a way to implement some of these changes that they want to make in the world, which they claim are for the betterment of society. But when you really understand how they're going to go about doing it and what that means for us, it's definitely a decrease in the rights that we have as individuals. So it's something I would highly encourage people to look into and and to open their eyes and to really think, have, you know, first it was two weeks to flatten the curve, right? And then just wear a mask and social distance. Have any of us seen that this is getting better? Uh, To me, it's like, hmm, well, where is this really going? I just encourage people to think critically and not watch the news and take that as truth mm-hmm. because there's it's so easy to manipulate statistics and speaking in terminology that's very confusing. I mean, you go to the CDC website and you can see the actual case numbers. You can see the death rate, which for most age groups, it's below 1%. Um, but you just have to do some research yeah. and you have to be willing to, to go that extra mile. And you also have to want to know the truth or try to figure it out because um, it's kind of heavy. Yeah, it certainly is. And if, if, this is, if this is what's happening, what can we do about it? Is there anything we can do about it? I think we just have to remember that we are the 99% mm. and the people in control are the 1%. And if we consent to every piece of this agenda, which there'll be more and, you know, how it's going to play out, I'm not quite sure, Mm. but (laughs) I'm going to sound a little bit crazy person, but it's to resist all of this. It's to resist it at at all costs. So we're we're locked down again. Yeah. uh, My business is locked down. Beauty's locked down. Gyms are locked down. Pubs and restaurants are locked down. Um, What was the reason? because coronavirus was careering out of control again. So it's to protect us and for the common good. And to the, the main reason is to protect the NHS. You know, we have the NHS in the UK, our National Health Service, and they, mm. it's, it's to stop them being overwhelmed. But I mean, they're overwhelmed every winter anyway because the government have cut so much money from them and so many beds. The ICU, ICU units are so diminished because right. of government cuts already. So they're already under massive stress every winter due to flus and all of the other things. So the trajectory was looking like it could go off the scale. We had some wonderful graphs to to uh of course look at wonderful graphs that made <laughs> Those no visuals sense. Are... and i just sat there going i'm like huh <laughs> what am i even looking at i don't know what any of that is probably right so yes it was it's to stop the 
main reason to stop the NHS becoming overwhelmed and to stop the loss of life. Are the death rates rising? Death rates are rising. Yes. And they say uh, one day, I think we had 532 dead in the UK, which is an alarming number and harks back to the peak of the pandemic for us. So yeah, yeah, that's a terrible number. But then you hear lots of other stuff. Oh, well, they're just lumping all of the, I don't know, you know. I think that's where statistics can kind of like be good and bad because you would have to go back and figure out what's the average death rate in general prior to the pandemic. If the numbers are very close, then that's, you know, like our statistics here in the States is that the average, like the number of deaths overall for the older age group, like we're talking like, you know, 70, 80s mm-hmm. elderly is actually lower now than it was last year. And yeah, the year because prior. everyone has been socially distancing and wearing masks and not getting the other things that kill them. I think um, they're saying that there are excess deaths here, but I don't think they're massive when you look back over the years, if any, but it's so hard, Trina. Yeah. I'm just We can only speculate. Yeah. But to be able to decipher and use discernment when you are given news, I think is the the most important thing that we can do. Like someone Mm -hmm. says, what can we do? You need to use discernment. Mm -hmm. And if something doesn't feel right, especially for us women with intuition, I've already said this like a million times on your podcast, but I don't have kids. (laughs) But if I did and something just doesn't feel right, you need to let that be your truth because there's a reason it feels that way. Mm -hmm. When it comes to whatever sort of things that you're dealing with as a a mother during the pandemic, but it's discernment and critical thinking. We can't just allow the news to tell us whatever they want to tell us and it be the truth because there's so much propaganda. Oh, well, yeah, I've stopped watching the news and actually I think pretty much every single person on this podcast doesn't watch the news anymore, but I mean, obviously there's Google and Google has its own issues, doesn't it? I mean, when you're looking for news, so. Yeah, I don't use Google. Okay. So what do you use? Duck, duck, go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I think you have that in the UK. I think it's I'm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. is a, a di- that has different filters on it. Yeah, it doesn't track you. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've compared the two sites. Like I'll search something on Google, and then I'll search the same thing on Duck, Duck, Go, and I get completely different results because mm-hmm. supposedly, and there's whistleblowers that have come out talking about Google saying that. The algorithm actually hides information about specific things, whether it's cancer cures or holistic health treatment. Um, there was a mass shooting in Vegas. I think it was a couple years ago here. That information, I guess, is hidden on Google. There's a lot of different things that you can't even see when you Google search. It's not a completely open source like you might believe. No. How interesting. I'm sure everyone's going to be logging on to DuckDuck. <laughs> go there's a game there's a kid's game that's called duck duck goose so yeah we should all be that's where it came from okay i don't really know how duck duck go applies but yeah i I assume that's where they got the name (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying not to get too crazy into like conspiracy theories and stuff but I, i just think for someone who let's say they're asleep and i don't i don't mean it in a rude way but like you just you know you've listened to only your mainstream media and you're believing everything that they're telling you but at the same time something doesn't feel right and you're maybe suffering financially or emotionally. Mm. It's just not adding up. You don't know anyone that's been sick. Like what's going on? There aren't people laying dead in the streets, you know, whatever. Is 
do some research and mm. use discernment in the things that you're you're reading and you're you're studying and be open yeah. to kind of finding your yeah you know not I don't want to say making your own conclusions but there's so much information out there beyond the mainstream media that's kind yeah. of challenging that narrative as well Excellent advice. I think, you know, we all need to take responsibility for our lives, don't we? So you're right. Yeah. If it doesn't feel right, don't just lie down and accept it. At least at least dip into it and do some research. And then if you decide that it's definitely the right thing for you, great. Happy days. If not, maybe yeah. you can do something about it. Exactly. It's just so hard to argue that we're going to stay home, shut down our businesses because we don't want people to get sick from coronavirus. But then there's people that don't think critically about all of the other things that are happening because of those decisions. Yeah. You know, child abuse, um, because kids can't go to school yeah. and they're not being seen by their teachers in the same way, maybe through zoom and stuff they are, but you've got increased domestic abuse, child yeah. abuse, child exploitation through the internet because they're spending so much time online doing God knows what, if their parents don't quite understand like parental controls and stuff. People are starving. They're losing their businesses. Marriages are falling apart. I mean, I feel like I would rather take the chance of getting coronavirus than losing my business and my livelihood. Quite honestly, how are we, we can't run from a virus that hasn't even been isolated. That's number one. I think everyone that I have spoken to, bar maybe a couple, everyone is willing to take their chance with coronavirus. But here... The problem is it's so emotive, the whole kind of NHS sort of hanging over you because it's, do you love our NHS? Yes. Do you want to protect our NHS? Yes. What happens if one of those doctors and nurses, you know, they might be saving your mum's life, your dad's life, your daughter's life, your husband's life. Don't we want to protect them? Well, obviously, yes. And that seems that's to be the, the main emotional yeah. kind of driver behind it all. That's the bottom line because everyone in the UK would say yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So we just take it. It's, that's definitely an, um, a type of control, that emotional control and in, mm. instilling fear or guilt or, you know, just like societal pressure of, oh, well, you're a bad person if you, you know, just only think of yourself and you go out and you open your business and you could be infecting people. Mm. My opinion is me going out and opening my business while still, you know, I'm still wearing a mask. I really don't want to. Every time I go into the store, I think freedom, you know, I should strip yeah. it off and scream at the top of my lungs, take the mask off, um, which people can argue with me, whatever they want. <laughs> but by keeping my business open and hopefully encouraging other people to do the same, which I don't have to worry about right now because we haven't been shut down since May, is it's almost like taking back our control because, okay, what's worse? The health system gets overrun with COVID or the health system gets overrun with suicide patients or depression or schizophrenia, people with mental illness, I'm sure suffering worse than ever. And even quote unquote healthy individuals might start becoming where they feel out of sorts with their self, you know, moving into that kind of depressive state or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's almost just like trading one evil for another evil. Oh, yeah, point. I know. And, and they talk about choices about, you know, the medical staff having to make choices between who they're going to save if they're overrun. Are they going to save, you know, granny over here or dad over here? Yeah. But, you know, we, you're right about the, the mental health and there is... The, 
either way, the NHS is going to be overrun. I mean, the mental health teams, the actual support that is there for people with existing mental health is so poor now because everyone's like shut down and all of the, you can't get through to anyone. I mean, I have people in my family with schizophrenia and bipolar and their care is really very bad right now. And And I know a lot um, because we have people that are suffering from those same things in our family and the the appointments are now done over a Zoom call. Mm. So, which is, it's, I think you could probably tell as a physician, their energy of your patient and stuff, but it's not the same as like seeing someone physically. No. You don't even get to see the, you know, you can only see to my neck right now. Exactly. So, so you can't like see what's going on underneath all the fiddling no. or whatever's happening. I mean, I know yeah. that my relative a hundred percent could totally who is in denial about the schizophrenia and reluctantly yeah. takes the medication, he 100% could hoodwink a doctor. Right. He, can, he can do it in person, but definitely on Zoom, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm fine, you know? And okay, <laughs> yeah. off you go and be a little bit not okay. Yeah, there's just so many things about just that human connection and seeing someone, even with kids, you know, in school. And, and this is, uh, I'll share this with you. I came across a story this morning. Uh, and I think this is why it's so important that we wake up and we use our, we kind of, you just, your eyes need to be open, whether you believe everything you hear or not, but just, you need to open your eyes. And when you see, again, the narrative starting to unfold, it should trouble you a little bit, right? So the story I came across was um, the governor, I think he is of New York, Cuomo. I don't even know what his name, first name is, whatever. He's a piece of S-H-I-D. Um, <laughs> there's an article that came out about how the state of New York is going to work with the Gates Foundation to reimagine education and that they don't believe children should have to be in school, like physically be in school. Whoa. So they're going to work with Gates, who's not a teacher, not a doctor. He is... A high school dropout, clearly he's successful and done all the things, but am I going to trust Bill Gates and the governor of New York to reimagine a child's education? It's terrifying because it's, you know they're so pushing this technocracy, this technocratic um, society where things are controlled with AI and we're doing remote everything. We don't even have to go to the store now. The groceries can just be dropped off. Um, in saying that if someone wants to research more, they should go to the World Economic Forum and read what their agenda is, the idea of where they want to kind of push the world by 2030. And it has to do with the Green New Deal, electric cars, smart cities. They don't want anyone to own anything, property, cars, you know, anything. And that ultimately gives government control over everything that we do. So yeah, World Economic Forum is definitely something to read. But when I saw that article, it didn't sit well with me. I wasn't like, oh, that sounds cool. Mm. Wow, that, that, that sounds like, you know, it might be moving the future of children in the right direction. It was like a red flag to me because again, my eyes have been open. I've been trying to study. I'm trying to, to think, okay, Yes, COVID is real. Yes, it is dangerous. But what's happening in society right now from all of this? And it's not right to me. And so I try to kind of, again, use discernment when I'm seeing news articles or reading things and to think, 
is this how I want the world to be? Like, am I okay with this? And to me, the answer is no. Like, I can't imagine a child <laughs> never engaging with other children physically on a playground or seeing their teachers in person or touching people. And so it's going to be a, a world of complete and utter fuck ups. Yeah, it's, I hope it's not because I hope we as society, as the 99% can take Won't a stand and say absolutely oh not. God. But first you have to be open to seeing what they want to do and where we're moving before you can stand up and say no. Otherwise it's going to happen right before your eyes and you won't realize it until it's too late. Well, I guess if that is the big fundamental picture, we're going to see little bits of that coming in before. But if you're already forewarned, you're forearmed, right? So as it starts to drip in, you can say, no, I'm not signing up for those remote classes. I want Johnny to be in school five days a week. (laughs) It's little steps too. Like when you go to the grocery store, do you use self-checkout or do you go to an aisle where someone's working the aisle? Ooh, oh my. I don't ever use self-checkout if I have the option of going into a lane no matter if it's longer or I have you know. never even thought of it that way uh, yeah that is- because when you start using the self-checkout granted the elite and the people that control corporations and the money systems in the world they're going to do ultimately at, at any point what they want to do but I think overall the less we use those things the less demand that will be there and then I don't know if they could really justify Ooh. it being necessary but so now I'm I'm reevaluating things. So I do my I do online grocery shopping just for ease because I can do it at midnight and it can be here whenever. Yeah. And that's uh, done by design. That service is created by design so that we will use it because it's out of convenience. Mm. And over time, lots of things will be created out of convenience, but we're giving up something because of that convenience. Oh God, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to cancel my shop and go and see Doris on the checkout because that just seems though. Like when you say it's convenient for me to grocery shop, that means that they need to employ less people there at the shop because, you know, maybe someone, obviously someone's delivering it to you, but the ultimate goal is that they will be delivered by drone or some other AI system. And it won't even be yeah, it won't even be a, a human being because, you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to be as smart as this AI that's coming out, nor as efficient. So we won't be as needed. Um, so I'm just oh. like holding on for as long as possible. Like even with Amazon, Amazon's taking over the world. And Don't you have talk to Amazon. <laughs> I use Amazon Jeff, all the time. I know. Jeff Bezos also owns, I think it's the Washington Post. So there's just a lot of probably needs to be like an antitrust situation there but it's it's taking away your choice ultimately like you really don't have as much choice but what you can do again if you want to go the extra miles find what you want on amazon and then actually go to that business page and purchase from that business the downside is the lack of convenience because it's probably not going to be delivered as quickly Uh, and it's probably in china (laughs) may i guess it depends on what you're buying yeah yeah (laughs) Oh my God, this has really got me thinking. So I just need to like carve out a bit of extra time to go and deal with humans. I mean, think about if we all, if everyone in the world for two weeks 
said, we're not buying anything off of Amazon. We're going to go to smaller retailers that, you know, because it is those smaller retailers that are selling on Amazon. Yeah. And when you buy directly through them, they actually make more money because they don't have that third party cut from Amazon. And if we did that, they would lose, Amazon would lose so much money. I would love that, but nobody's going to do that, are they? I mean, we're not, but oh. I mean, even if only 30% of people signed up for that, I mean, yeah. it's... Did you hear about the, um, there was like a mass exodus from Netflix because no. of a movie called, yeah, there's a movie that was released this year recently called Cuties. Oh, it's yeah. a French film. Hmm. Yeah, it's a French film. One of my senators, his name's Ted Cruz from the state of Texas. He was up in arms about it. I mean, he's fairly conservative, but it's a movie where there's young girls. I don't even know if they're teenagers. It doesn't matter if they're teenagers or not. They're just young girls literally twerking. And they're like super sexualized. The camera zooms in on their like rear and from the front with their legs spread. I haven't watched it. I've just seen like little clips when people were showing it on social media. I refuse to watch it. But because of something like that, well, it's still I can't on. remember the, I think it's still on there. Yeah, I think it's still up. But it was like, I don't even remember what the number, but they lost so many subscribers when that came out and they refused to acknowledge. You know, they, they basically said, oh, you know, it's not pedophilia, it's art. And we were like, excuse me? Like, mm. what? Yeah. Mm. But we, we have so much power as the 99%. And I don't think people truly realize that. And the choices that we make almost always are about convenience because society was systematically built that way to keep us distracted and to make us rely on these things, which ultimately give corporations control over our choices and how we live and shop and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I just want to go back to like the fifties and be a housewife. Oh. I'm totally just, I'm like, I used to be more feminine, like more of a feminist. And I'm like, oh, just go back to where I just stay at home with kids and cooking clean. Like, I don't need to, yeah. I don't need, to, <laughs> I don't need to run a business or have any other responsibilities. I, like, just, I just think, I don't know if there's, I imagine, and I hope there's other people in this world that just want simplicity. Like I yeah. don't want all this tech. I don't need to be able to talk to Alexa to turn my Christmas tree on. I can walk <laughs> over and plug the fucking thing in, you know, like I, I don't want any of that tech. And I don't have children and I, I'm actually very happy that I made that decision, especially mm-hmm. now seeing where the world is going. And I think parents more than ever need to really think critically about this technology and how it's being incorporated into their kids' lives. Yeah, I, I, I do find it terrifying and I just kind of say to myself, oh, you can't stop that, but you know, it's going to happen, but... I don't know. There probably is a lot that we can stop. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary to see. Do you have 5G towers going up around you? Oh, oh yes. Isn't that how COVID got here? <laughs> That's what some people think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't subscribe to that conspiracy, but I do <laughs> about do a thousand that. others. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could see if, if it's true. I think it is true that it, it, the frequency is a lot higher so I don't know if we talked about this already, but if you imagine like a ring, like a hula hoop ring kind of mm-hmm. radiating from these towers, mm-hmm. the 4G tower, the ring was a lot larger. It would happen like slower if you okay. were to visualize this kind of pulsating ring. So it mm-hmm. was more expansive at a lower frequency where 5G, think of like smaller rings pulsating a lot faster yeah. over and over and over again, like a pulse essentially. And it's at a much higher frequency 
Well, our bodies take in oxygen at a certain frequency and we're made of frequencies as yep. like a human cell. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so people say, and I don't know this to be true or how I would even find out to get like solid confirmation, but that those 5G towers, because of the frequency at which they radiate, whatever the EMF, um, is that it can affect people's breathing and their intake of oxygen. So if that's true, I could see how it could, you know, present itself as like a COVID or a respiratory type infection. Um, but it, I don't know if it's really true or not. Ooh. All I know is I have a 5G tower right outside my space. Oh, really? Uh, outside my office. Yeah, it's very close. And I have Orgon. I have Shungite. I have... Um, a little device that I carry with me that helps reduce the the radiation. And it's important to, especially, I think there's a lot of people in our industry, they either want to have children, they have young children, they're having babies, is all this smart technology. Like, um, do you have snooze there? They're called snooze. They're like little bassinets and they kind of rock themselves. Oh no, I don't think so. They're connected. It's called a snoo. It's quite expensive, yeah. um, but it's this like little white bassinet and you can put your baby in it and it'll rock. And then it also Switch has- with an app. Yes. I think it has Wi-Fi and it can yeah. give you like readings on your baby's sleep. The Ooh. thing is, is that anything God. that has that Wi-Fi connection, whether it's a toothbrush or the little outlet it's called, it's like a little sock you can put on your baby so you can keep track, you know, when they're sleeping, it will notify you if their, their oxygen level drops or whatever. Um, any of those smart devices, especially when they're used around your children are emitting electromagnetic frequencies, which kill cells in your body. They actually like, um, your body can absorb more free radicals. So it causes all kinds of cell deterioration. So if you want to, you know, freak yourself out. That's another thing to start looking at. Oh my gosh. If I were to have a baby, I would not have any smart devices around kids sitting with iPads on their laps, their children, but maybe someday they want to have children of their own where they've got radiation on their laps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, and I don't, I don't know that people are linking. I think childhood cancer is at like an all time high, like the rates just as we go on year by year, childhood cancer just increases. Um, and I, I believe it's because of the, the radiation, which now with 5g, and there's even technology I know through AT&T is a company here in the States. It's called Air Gig. Like, a, you know, you're uh, in a band, you're going to go play a gig, Air Gig. It actually connects onto the power lines. And what it does is it transforms the power lines into 5G transmitters. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have the towers, you have now in some areas, I don't think they've rolled out Air Gig everywhere and hope to God they don't, but it, you've got the towers, you've got the power lines, you've got small cells in your street lights. Have you noticed any changes in your street lights? You should look when you're out and about. They changed all of the lights, the actual like, the pole is the same in the States, yeah. but they've changed all of the actual light fixtures and they're small cells. So they're actually what like generators of 5G. Oh. Yeah. So you're like blanketed in 5G. And then another like I don't know if it's a conspiracy or not. I haven't dug in, into it too much, but have you heard of Starlink? No. So supposedly Elon Musk, and your listeners can fill me in if I'm wrong, but Elon Musk, I guess it's his technology, has launched um, 5G satellites into space. 
hundreds of them. I think over Houston area in Texas is one of the spots that has Starlink up there. So it's just, we're going to be surrounded by electromagnetic radiation and you know, the vaccine that's coming. For technology. Yeah. To power AI and to give us faster everything Mm. to power smart communities, Mm. these smart cities that they Mm. want us in smart cars you know, a toothbrush that gives you a reading on your dental health. I mean, it's just (laughs) insane. But you think like, okay, if someone's super, like this is where I, this is like critical thinking, whether, I don't know if someone's like, you're crazy, but think about it. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I'm like super fanatic about my dental health. So I'm like, I want to know every inch of my tooth, if I covered it properly, I don't know what the reading is that these stupid toothbrushes give you, but let's say it is, and it gives you a full read out every day of your dental health. Cool. That's okay if only I have it. The problem is, is that this stuff is be create, being created so companies have that data from you. So the government has that data from you. It's not, you're, it's not private. It's not secure. It's not safe. So what can they do with that information? They can try to sell you more products. They can use it for nefarious other things. And to me, it's like, my privacy, I, it's something I, I don't, it can't be bought. As much as I can fight it for the end of time, I will. So I'm very careful to just give away my information because the most valuable thing that we have now as a consumer is our data. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I think, I do think a lot of people realize that, but I don't think some people take that extra step and think, how could this information be misused? You know, how could this information be, be used against me someday? Because unfortunately, I feel like it, it could be heading that direction with some of the, the forms and things that the elites have and these things that they talk about that they want for, the, for, for our future. Oh, Trina. So what is, what's the plan? I mean, are you and Manvin heading off to some kind of <laughs> island somewhere and living off the land? Because... If- Yeah, if it ever came down to it, I definitely would try to get off the grid, which I think will be really difficult. But, you know, also something to think about now you got me started is, especially here in the States, I can't again speak to what's going on there. But did anyone teach your kids about their, their personal rights growing up in school? Did they talk about their personal rights? And did they teach them how to garden? Did they, I mean, there's no education on how to be sustainable how to take care of yourself. There's, there's nothing. I mean, I didn't even have a class on how to balance a checkbook in high school. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing like, you know, uh, what are my rights if I get pulled over by a police officer? You know, how do I handle that situation? Like that education is la- so far gone. And in my belief, did I anyone like ever was- have that? I didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't taught how to garden. I was taught, I was taught, you know, how to cook and how to soak to, to a degree. Yeah. I wasn't taught personal rights ever. In the United States decades ago, I think that was more of a foundation, obviously on where our country is just built on this free people, Mm. um, you know, land of the free home of the brave. And you just really value that sacrifice that our military has made for our freedoms. And you talked about it a lot more. 
right. which now it's being eroded by other agendas and other um, people that have infiltrated our government for different reasons. I feel like it's more of a so uh, socialist communist push here for the States, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, my parents, it was, it was very much like, uh, it was more about like nationalism, this pride in America and to understand, you know, your role as a citizen and your rights, maybe not in as much detail, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's intentionally by design that they don't want us to know those things. They don't want our children to be self-sufficient and understand how to, grow and harvest their own food or to build anything. Think of all the programs that are cut when budget cuts come around in schools. In the States, it's the arts. It's shop class where they're learning how to use saws and hammers and, you know, um, mechanic classes. It's all these trade classes that get cut. Mm. And those are the things that we really need, I think, to yeah. be more self-sustainable and not rely so much on our government. So... It stems back, you know, decades and decades, and you can see the slow progression, I think, in the erosion of, of society and how it's, it's really kind of stripped away our ability to critically think. I don't but know. That's, what that's just my observation. That's what technology going to do, wasn't it? I mean, technology is wonderful and a curse in equal yeah. measure. Yeah, absolutely. Where is it going to end? It's like... That, that's where my brain gets a little, like, freaked out because there, I don't think there is an end. I mean, I always joke, well, one day we won't even need to actually bother speaking to each other because we'll all have chips yeah. in our heads and we'll just be able to think the conversation yeah. to you. And it's like, yeah, I, mean, and you, and that, I'm, people, I'm, I was joking, but actually. Hmm? Yeah. And you have people like Elon Musk who have said that exact thing, word for word, like what you've said has said that will, that's a, a high probability of being possible in the future if it's not already right? Like they're not telling, our governments aren't telling us and showing us all of the things that they're capable of doing and the technology that they've created. I mean, they're in the States, there's such technology that they can actually like cloak. It's called like a cloaking, uh, cloaking device where they can actually cloak or make planes not visually disappear, but where you cannot see them on the radar, mm. you know, for defense, they're going to be doing war games here pretty soon. Um, AI driven planes versus a man driven plane and to kind of see you know what the difference is there right which when you start getting into AI what I think freaks me out this is such a funny conversation that we're talking about this now it always goes <laughs> to weird places with me I'm like so here we go <laughs> um, I love it but what worries me for the future for me personally and even more so for younger generations is when they start implementing AI for so many different things, let's say warfare where they have drones is you take the human element out of it. AI doesn't care that it's about to kill hundreds of thousands of people mm -hmm. or whatever the situation might be. There's no emotion behind it. There's no one there with a heart and a brain calculating the repercussions of what's being done. And people are stupid to think that AI won't start thinking for itself someday too and making decisions on its own. It's capable of doing that. So yeah, I try not to, number one, I try not to think about it too much, but it's almost impossible because my mind just goes there. Um, and then number two, I just do everything in my power to try to resist allowing so much technology in my life. Do you sleep, Trina? 
Yes. <laughs> Not very well lately. Oh, that's good. I'm sure that's some good. of your listeners are like right on pace with me and probably like, yes. And they know exactly oh my what I'm talking gosh, about. They, they, can... they so are. I know that for a fact. Yeah. But if I let my brain go there, it's like, well, we've spoken about it before. It's just yeah. so much. There's so much stuff going on right now in the world with COVID, with Black Lives Matter, with just the as we've spoken about all of this technology stuff, you could yeah. actually drive yourself to a very, very dark place in a very short amount of time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm like, uh, just have to be a little careful when talking about like the agenda and stuff. But ultimately my uh, assessment of it all, and I'm just like, kind of comes back to like, why, why is this why? happening to the world? Why is X, Y, Z happening to me? And not to get like super spiritual or religious, but it, it's brought me so much closer to God. I've always had a relationship with God, but it's brought me so much closer and, and more desire every day to, to build and grow that relationship. Because at the end of the day, in my heart and my mind, and everyone is different. I know some people are less spiritual or religious than others, but that's all, I, that's all I'm going to have at the end of the day is that relationship. And I feel like that's kind of the why is like, that's where my heart and my mind is supposed to be. So at least I can pour into that instead of what does he say? This negative. What does he say when, when, when when you ask him, God, what are you doing? Come on, you're omnipotent. You can sort this (laughs) holy hell out. I know he says, I gave you free will. So no, I'm not a puppet master. You have to work it out for yourself. But at the end of the day, do you feel like he's got your back? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, the other thing is like when you accept from like a Christian standpoint, when you accept like Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior into mm-hmm. your life, like it's not about what happens here. Mm. It's about your afterlife, that mm-hmm. eternal life. So while it can be super terrifying here and trust me, I've been in those dark places recently. I mean, you can kind of see it on like Instagram. I'm very MIA because it's like, I'm studying a lot too. I want to understand my rights more and I kind of, I want to have a stronger uh, understanding what I feel is going on in the world and be, be present for people in my life as well, family, friends, whatever. Um, but it's just, it can be so scary here and it can consume you here, but we're here for such a limited time. Mm -hmm. Like we really are is if you believe in that afterlife and that, you know, you will be free of pain and all that, um, it should kind of give you some hope and some faith through all of that. It's not to say that you won't suffer and you won't go through troubling times. There was always, there was, a, until more recently, I was like, why, why does this horrible stuff happen? Like, why does God let this stuff happen? And my husband had to put it into perspective for me, which it's totally, it makes sense. But sometimes when you're going through it or you see people suffering, I'm really empathetic and I have a hard time seeing or hearing people suffering without it like physically and emotionally mm-hmm. affecting me. But it's, it's the fact that like humans sin. So someone that makes a choice to hurt another person or makes another decision, like that's not God. That's not God making that choice mm-hmm. to, to do that or to hurt somebody. Um, so it's just, it, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, if, if God cared or if God was real, then none of this would be happening. Because mm-hmm. the reality is if everything was perfect and peaceful, you wouldn't need God. You wouldn't like if, if ever, if there was nothing uh, wrong in the world is 
you wouldn't need God. Like when you're your weakest, that's when you rely on God the most. And that's when, in my experience, like you feel the power of God. So yeah, it would be nice and dandy if there was just like world peace, but then I don't think there would be that relationship or need for God either. So I know if some people aren't religious, they're probably like, this is a crock of BS, but from what, <laughs> from well, what I've experienced, yeah. and I didn't grow up religious either. This is something I discovered later in life that really saved me. And it's, you know, even my husband's is not as, you know, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's hard to just like give over that fear and just to rely on faith. But yeah, I don't know. Like as we're sitting in our homes, locked down, you want to? It's you can just drown yourself in sorrow or have faith in something greater yeah. and and hope that it comes to fruition here on earth. And if it doesn't, it's definitely going to, you know, wherever we end up going. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I kind of like the idea of like whatever you believe will happen after you pass is what will happen. I don't know if that's true, but I like that idea. Like, well, I certainly find it really sad when people say, oh, yeah, you just go in a hole and that's it. And I'm like, what? Right. I know. How can like, you Like, if be you sad? believe in no. reincarnation, I hope that you're reincarnated into something so free. If you believe you're going to go to heaven, you know, meet your maker, I hope that happens. Like, we, we really won't know until it happens. But, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of goes back to that mindset. Is it wherever you let your mind spend a lot of time, it's going to reflect in your, your physical being. And you're your going to start to manifest and, it, aren't you? Yeah. And you have to be really careful because it's easier. I, I feel like it's almost easier to be in that negative space than it is in a positive one. Because yeah. there's always those little things that happen throughout the day or someone cuts you off or whatever it is that kind of easily will like allow you to pull yourself back into that negative space. It's hard and I'm not great work. at it either. I'm not great at it either. It Some is hard work really to keep pulling yourself out. But talk, going from God to someone who thinks he's God, the, the orange man, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's on his way out. But is he ever going to leave, Trina? Well, he's technically not on his way out yet because nothing is final with our election. Really? So really? It is not. Yeah, the, our system... So the media now has announced that Joe Biden is the president-elect, yes. but the media does not determine who the president is. Right. We have like a legal process for that, and that's through our electoral college. And until the states actually certify their votes, which none of them have done yet, we do not have a president-elect. So Joe Biden is not the president-elect of the United States officially until the votes are certified by the states. I mean... Does it always take this long? No, 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 never. Like, you, you, you usually know who the president is the night of the election, which is like, yeah. what, November 3rd, November 4th, something like that. So, so what's um, going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I don't want to say. <laughs> don't want to say. Oh, my God. No, no but I, I, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really bad in terms of what happens on the ground. I think there'll be lots of rioting and looting and because <gasps> you have two sides. I don't know if you saw the numbers, but the, the votes were like split almost 50, so 50 right now. They show Biden up a little bit. So if those numbers are indeed true, you've got like your country split down the middle. So whatever the final verdict is, you're going to have a lot of really upset people. Well, we had the same with Brexit. So I don't see why you shouldn't have the same. <laughs> 
What happened? I don't know anything about it. Well, we were 50-50 with Brexit too. I mean, it was so, so tight, you know, with whether we were going to leave Europe or not. And I mean, that has divided, divided, divided the nation. And that was all. People were falling out. Families were falling falling apart um, in terms of, you know, disagreeing with one another. And then along came COVID. And now it's like, bring back Brexit. (laughs) Yeah. So you did, you did leave, right? The EU? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, you well, know. he's a crazy when you understand the new world order. The mm. fact that you separated from the EU is actually a roadblock to the new world order. So people could see that actually as a very good thing because oh. it makes it difficult to unify a one world government. Mm. So maybe it's a really yeah. good thing. But I could be totally speaking out because I don't know what it's done for you or against you. I don't know anything about the benefits or the the drawbacks. Well, the other thing, apparently, I don't really, I'm not political at all. You probably noticed, but Biden is really not great news for us and trade. Trump was going to be better news for us because Biden's very pro Europe and Ireland and Trump was very pro Britain, but I really don't know. I mean, As far as I could tell, Trump and Biden, neither of them were an amazing choice. I mean, is that the best you could do? I feel like we haven't had a great choice for all eternity. I mean, even when you look at the Obama administration, a lot of people worship the guy. Mm. But when you look at his policies, he did so many terrible things for the United States and weakening our, our military, our economy our security in terms of, you know, uh, you know who Edward Snowden is? Mm, Now, I think we spoke about this and I said yes. And then when you said who it was, I clearly didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, there was policies under the Obama administration where they were using the Patriot Act, which was something that was enacted after 9-11 and the, you know, Mm -hmm. the 9-11 terrorist attacks where they were spying on American citizens. Mm. listening to every conversation under uh, the guise of anti-terrorism yeah and uh you know there was a lot of things that happened under obama he didn't do anything for police reform i mean there's just so many people can argue and this is not all my opinion i'm just stating you know Mm -hmm. what i believe is fact Mm -hmm. um so if someone in the states listens to it don't come after me <laughs> don't don't at me or whatever the kids say these you days. can just wave your shungite at them they'll go away <laughs> right but i mean my personal beliefs i am a little bit more conservative like i'm not i'm not a super liberal person mm-hmm. because i grew up in a military family and mm-hmm. core values of like you know america first and that sort mm-hmm. of thing and that's again not a statement that i'm like super pro-trump but i don't know i just I worry about both administrations, Biden and Trump. They have their, you know, pros and cons. But I think overall, you know, because I'm not more left-leaning liberal, I worry more about a Biden administration. But I mean, is Texas? Yeah, for trade as well. Trump is Texas. Trump does it tend to be Trump? Texas is considered more Mm right-wing. Yeah, which is small government, Mm -hmm. more personal freedoms and liberty, um, which to me is like what I want because I don't even feel like the government can do a great job. So you want the people, this is again, I guess showing my colors, but like government programs, like you're okay with government programs. When you look at what's going on in the government now and they can't even determine who the president's going to be. 
like our election system is that bad? What makes you think they're going to be able to manage other program, other free programs? It's like they're not efficient. Oh, it just, I don't know. And so I don't do you, but answers, do, I mean, but. do you think the reason you haven't been shut down is because Trump's been in charge? He's not a fan of locking down America, is he? Although your governors are in charge of whether you're locked down or not. Is that right? Yeah. So I can't, I, I don't believe it's because Trump's in office. Right. Our okay. go- I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's some truth to that because he's been fairly outspoken about opening, keeping the, yes. keeping the um, country open. Yes. Maybe that influences some governors to stay open but ultimately yeah the governors decide what happens in the states individually i don't know if they can legally like biden says he wants to mandate a six to nine week lockdown i don't know if he can come in as president if if it goes through and he is the actual president um and mandate that on a federal level nationwide i think the i think the states can can take that up in court i'm not sure though we talked about this before. Could he, I mean, he wouldn't be very popular, but could he call martial law and do that? Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure mm. if that is something they could do under like an emergency order. That's, um, that's where I'm like kind of the separation between your, your state government and your federal government is a little like confusing, blurry for me. And it's kind of one of these things I, in my lifetime so far, I don't think we've had a state of emergency like we do now with COVID supposedly. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what rights it would give him. Or if he could say, I highly recommend a six to nine week shutdown and leave it in the governor's hands to make that decision. I'm not sure. If, if you were given that six to eight week mandate, I know you've talked about resisting and your rights and everything. Would you, yeah. would you continue to, would you shut down? Or so, would I'm in a unique position because I don't have you foot don't traffic. Have to shut down. Yeah. But if it came down to someone saying that I could not leave my house to go to work, to go, physically come here and to do whatever business I had, I would still try my damnedest to do it mm. because a mandate is not law. And okay. that's where it gets really, and I'm not an attorney, but from what I've studied is like, they can mandate masks, but it's not a law. So if you go into someone's business, well, it's a private business, they can require you to wear a mask. They physically can't charge you with anything in terms of the law, of breaking the law. The worst thing they could try to charge you with is simply trespassing. Right. So that's why I think it's so important to, to know your rights because they legally, there's nothing legally that says you can't open your business. I don't know. Mandates what, are I don't know law. what our rights are here because they're saying we can't open our businesses, and if pe- people yeah. are opening their businesses, they're getting massive. The police are turning up and they're getting fines, but I don't know if that's because it's actually breaking the law, or no, um, it's not, and that's why it's very gray because it's not a law; it's just right. a mandate, and they can try to fine you. But um, if you go and you watch that account that I yeah, yeah, um, yeah. gave you, I found those videos to be really interesting. Now, I don't live there. Is it Aaron, um, Aaron somebody or other on Instagram? Yeah, he's in Bristol. Mm. Is that right? I think he's in Bristol. Yeah, or... yeah. He's definitely got a, a West Coast. He got arrested this morning. Did he? Yeah. Aaron Walton. Is it tattoo? A- yeah, A-R-O-N-W-A-L-T-O-N. And then create Aaron Walton create is his Instagram. 
uh, I found it really, there's a couple more videos that have been posted I need to watch. I found it really interesting. He's talking about the difference between common law yeah. and maritime law. Mm. So the, the police operate under maritime law where our physical human being body, not our paper birth mm -hmm. certificates that our parents created for us, that's under maritime law. Mm -hmm. But us as you know, free citizens, we operate and we have the rights under common law. And he talks about, a lot about that in his video and how when, and I could be misspoken and I really hope people would go and try to research this stuff as well. And I'm doing it here in the States for myself because I think it's a little different than what you have there. But they are out of their jurisdiction. If they come to your place of business and try to arrest you, which they will, you can fight it in a civil case because it's a civil matter. It's not a, it's not a, like a criminal. It's not a criminal matter. It's a civil matter that would be taken up in court with 12 of your peers as a jury or whatever. So it's just the difference between common law rights and, and maritime law rights. Yeah. I mean, if, it's confusing. I, and this is why I'm like, this is the stuff that you should I know. wonder what he was, what, I mean, obviously I know he was probably arrested for contravening COVID laws because there are covid laws i think and it, that's probably why he was arrested oh i don't know but anyway, is it a law has it been signed into law or is it just a mandate because we don't have any covid laws here it's a mandate it's not been passed through our governing bodies right. as a law i don't know i don't know i oh i should know shouldn't i it's exactly what yeah. you're talking about we should all know our yeah. rights Really? So ultimately, I want, I think, and just kind of what he said and what I've seen with him is that, sure, they'll take him, they'll arrest him, and then he can almost um, fight his cases like a civil, in a civil manner because the police, because they're operating on that maritime law, they're creating, they're, they are committing treason. Mm. Oh, yeah, I heard him trying to find, or threatening to find a police officer ten thousand pounds on his video, yeah. and I was like, and then that really had, uh, then that, he kind of lost me there. I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. But, yeah. but okay, so Trina, so how come because protesters? Your police take a, what he kept saying too is your police take an oath to the queen. Yeah, and to not the people, to the government. Not to the government. So mm. they're not technically supposed to be serving the government. They're mm. serving the safety and protection of the people. People that are break if it's a criminal offense, that's totally different. Yes. But this is like a civil offense. So, I, I'm so why were friends I, of mine arrested at the peaceful protest then? If because you have to be arrested because presumably you're breaking a law, you are doing right. something criminal. They yeah. were arrested on the grounds of breaking COVID restrictions. In the states, I believe they could take that to court and it would be dismissed because right. it's not a criminal offense. Right. And it's not, and it's not law. Okay. So it's a power grab. Okay. Well, if there's someone out that knows, there, I'm not saying I know it to be true. This is my understanding of it. Um, that's mm. just an assertion of power. Like even the, the warrant that they had for Aaron, Aaron when they mm. came and they arrested him, it didn't have a wet signature. So it wasn't even signed by a judge. And it wasn't signed by a judge because it's not a criminal right, criminal case or whatever. So I think you could fight it, but then it comes down to you have to get an attorney. Yeah, and then it's all attorney. money and they're relying on you not having the energy or the know-how how to do it. And they just yeah. want to frighten you off. And so you go quietly and behave yourself. 
Yeah. But why were they arrested? They were peaceful and they just got arrested? Yeah, they were. Well, because because we are on lockdown and you're only allowed to meet one other person for exercise outside. So they were gathering in a large number, which is not allowed. That's some Australia nonsense right there. So that's why. I mean, you know. But don't you have the right to peacefully assemble? Like in the the United States. In the United States, we have the right to peacefully assemble. And there's when you're supposed to be locked down and not mixing with people. Yes, because anything that goes against the constitutional law is illegal. So they, that's why there's this debate of like, this is not legal. You cannot mandate this stuff because it's, it goes against our constitutional law, our Bill of Rights, our human rights. So we could technically fight it in court and we probably would win based on the constitutional law that protects us. Most people haven't got the energy or the time or the money, I suppose, to do that or the know-how to do that. So you're just ground down and ground down and ground down until you... And that's what they're hoping for. That's what they want. That's what they expect. Yeah. So we need people like Aaron, we need people like Aaron, we need people like you and my wonderful friend Dion just to keep us opening our eyes. And I think that is probably the most important thing to take away tonight. Just keep your ears to the ground and your eyes open. Yeah. And it's, I saw, I think it was Dion, she commented on a post, uh, Jamie from Lash Base UK posted something innocently and I mean I don't know what kind of reactions he was hoping for but it was like what are your plans for this second lockdown and I was obviously being a bit sarcastic but I was just like I think we should probably stop locking down and start standing up for our rights because Mm -hmm. before we know it they're going to disappear in the blink of an eye and then I said or maybe I'm just overthinking it or being a little dramatic which I wasn't I was being completely honest And I think Dion commented underneath it and said something too. And there was a lot of people that did. And I was like, I'm telling you, you guys, you just, and it's scary. It's scary for me to think if I want to try to open my business that cops, especially in the United States who have guns and tasers and batons, they like, they're like militarized, like nobody's business that they're going to show up and try to forcefully take me out of my business. It's a possibility. Um, But it comes to the point where what's worse you know, fighting for your rights, if and when you know that you're in the right and that you are protected under constitutional law or common law or whatever it is in your state or your country, um, what's worse? Starving because they're not letting you open your business or fighting for your rights. And as scary as that would be, if I had a really strong understanding of the law and my rights and I could, you know, share it, like speak it, like Aaron, he's very well versed and he says exactly what you know, he means and understands that I don't have that ability right now. But if I did, I would definitely be fighting for them. It's a full time job, I think, though. I mean, he I mean, how on earth he's managed to he just must have one of those brains that just takes yeah. on information and is just able to retain it and regurgitate it with such I'm not good at that. <laughs> I read a paragraph and I'm like, wait, what did I just read? <laughs> But at the end of the day, this is where it gets scary, but it's like, at the end of the day, are we going to be slaves to the government or are we going to try to stand up for our rights? So do we want to take some time and find some time, especially when you're in a lockdown or whatever it might be, to try to learn some of this stuff that you were never taught and, 
you know, I feel like, especially if you have kids, like you have a lot more to lose than I do, yep. you know, and that, and that's really disturbing to me because I have a lot of friends with children. And I'm just like, that's a completely different ball game. And I'm sure there's people, and I would call them sheep who are not to be rude, but they're just totally asleep. And they're like, this is craziness. Like just put the mask on Trina. Just, it's only, you know, four weeks. We'll be fine. It'll get better. It could possibly not get better when they see that they have the power and the control to break us. Same thing goes with the vaccine. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh God. If we allow them to mandate a vaccine, it's mandated for life. But they so won't mandate year, it, but they might make it so uncomfortable that you have to have it because your kids can't yeah. go to school. You can't travel. You can't get insurance for, I don't know, health, medical yep. insurance. You can't do any of those things without yes. it. So therefore it's not mandated, but you're kind of, it, it, it is not. Yeah. yeah. So there's a company here in the States called Ticketmaster. I'll mm-hmm. plug my computer in. Yeah, we have Ticketmaster. You do. Okay. Hold on one second. Well, we have Ticketmaster, whether it's the same thing. (laughs) I didn't realize my computer was low. You're all plugged Um, in. So I guess maybe it applies to you too. I don't know. So there was an article that came out yesterday or the day before about Ticketmaster and how they're working with some some third-party organizations to be able to verify that you've been vaccinated or that you've tested negative for COVID 48 to 72 hours prior to the concert or the event that you're going to attend. Like that to me is so absolutely (laughs) disturbing. Well, I guess they're saying, do you want to go to concerts guys or do you want them to be um, canceled and never happen again? Because if you want to go to a concert, then this is the way that we are going to safely do it. And part of me thinks, yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. No, absolutely not. No. And the reason is because you wouldn't say, oh, you have asthma, you can't attend this concert. Yeah, no. Because the people here that don't have asthma and they're getting excited and they're jumping around and you might want to do the same, God forbid, you might have an asthma attack. Yeah. You know, we need to protect you from having that asthma attack. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing you could argue is asthma is not, you know, transmissible from one person to another, but it's it's a very slippery slope. Mm, And that's, I think what we need to make sure we're, you know, we keep our mind open to because it's, you know, you have to show you're vaccinated to attend a concert and then it's going to turn in, you have to show you're vaccinated to buy groceries. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. No. I mean, I'd rather just not go to a concert. I don't need to go to another concert my entire life. I'll be fine. (laughs) I mean, for those that really enjoy it, it's a bummer, but yeah, it's just that slippery slope. And that's where you have to be careful because you can say, oh, you know, thinking it's just temporary is very dangerous, I think, mm. in, in the way Once that we're Once you've going. gone that way, it's very hard to go back. Yeah, you just go back in history and you look at things like, you know, didn't you used to be able to own guns in the UK? I have no idea. Probably. Yeah. And then that right is gone. We've got people in the States that are trying to take our gun rights away. Once your gun rights are taken away you're much more vulnerable to tyranny within your government because you don't have any way to physically protect yourself. You know, if someone comes to your door and to vaccinate you, how are you going to protect yourself? Like they literally coming to your door and you're going to get the shot or not. That's where you decide like what hill you're willing to die on. I can guarantee you there'll be a lot of people in the US if that were to happen, they're literally going to fight whomever is coming to to do that to them to the death which sounds so dramatic, but Americans would do that. 
<laughs> we would rather live free over anything. A lot, a lot of people. The land of here the free and the brave. Yeah. Because what do you have if you don't have your freedom? No. God. I'm thoroughly depressed now, Trina. I'm going to have to go and have it. <laughs> Very, don't be depressed. And look, look, Just look, I've got, I've got redder and redder. As I've been speaking to you, my cheeks have got redder and redder. I'm now like a beetroot. The stress levels are like rising. <laughs> my mom, I think I've shared on this podcast already that my mom like was redoing a van and she's living in this van, right? Well, she's here now. And poor thing, she has to hear me talk about this stuff sometimes. And I can just see it in her face. She's like, please stop. Like, just it's so much easier to shut it off and pretend it's not happening or would never happen and to live in the moment. And I think it's important to do that. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of in this place where I don't want to freak people out. But if I can say something that makes people think a little bit harder and want to just research a little bit, then that's my contribution to this. What do we do? Mm -hmm. You know? I could say none of this stuff and you could just go on thinking that what you're doing is perfectly fine and normal and healthy and locking down and losing your business and, you know, loved ones are committing suicide or whatever it might be. But <sighs> well, I've already just... decided that if we're told that we can't open on the 2nd of December, that I am opening because yeah. I missed summer. I'm not missing Christmas. Yeah. I can't afford to. I don't and want maybe to. that's where it would be wise to see if you can connect with someone like Aaron and what type of documents did you use? Because yeah. there's people in the States that are doing webinars for business owners, right? talking about like knowing your rights. So if you get into that situation where they're trying to shut you down or whatever it is, you can fight for your rights. I think I have seen a couple of webinars and obviously Dion, Love and Lashes has got her finger firmly on the pulse. It's yeah. just, I just find it all... I maybe I maybe am one of those sheep and may or maybe I'm just kind of a head in the sand for a lot of the time just yeah. pottering around doing my own thing because going there to that place where I'm but you're right there's no excuse yeah. there's no excuse for not at least asking questions and yeah. doing some re I'm a researcher by you know background in telly and you know journalism right. blah 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 so I can do that I, I owe it to myself and to my kids to at least do the research and why wouldn't yeah. anyone at least do that some people I believe it can be too heavy for them it, it like is. honestly like once you start like thinking about some of these scenarios and how it could go down it's so heavy but what if you get into that scenario and you're not prepared yeah that well, you know like doomsday prepping. I used to think mm. those people were so crazy. Mm. Like we have shows here in the States called doomsday prepper and they literally have like bunkers and they've got all kinds of food systems. You know, they're growing food in their backyard and then they're canning it and they've got like 25 years worth of food in case there's some sort of catastrophe. Yeah. And now I've just seen so much, especially in the States, like scary, scary stuff. Uh, not with my own eyes. Cause luckily Texas is, for the most part, hasn't had those issues. But cities that I've traveled to to teach that I love and, you know, I hear stories from people that live there and how bad it is. And it's like, to think that it wouldn't ever happen or couldn't ever happen to you or closer to home is so naive that you need to challenge yourself to maybe be a little uncomfortable and think about, well, what would I do? You know, like growing up when I was younger, we were taught in school to make a family plan. If there's a tornado or a hurricane mm. or a fire, like 
you know, like fire drill, like what's your family plan? Did you teach your kids how to scale down a window in case they were trapped in their house and there was a fire? Those little things is like, what did we do? We just grew up and now we, we don't think about that stuff anymore. Yeah. Because I have no family plan. <laughs> Shit. You know, what, if you, what if there's like an EMF attack? Isn't it EMF? EMP, electromagnetic yeah. pulse. I don't know if you're familiar with those. How would I know I was having an EMP? I'm it's, it's not something you have. It's something that's like inflicted, right? So okay. all, of your, all of your electronics, all of your lights, everything would just go out, like okay. blackout basically. Right. You know, how, do you have a meeting place that your family, there's this meeting place if there's, you know, an emergency and say your daughter's at school and your husband's at the store or whatever, and you just have no communication. Is there a meeting place? Little oh. things like that, which oh, is kind of, it's not a fun conversation. It's not something that's fun to think about, but in, I just, I think the alternative of not ever planning and, and I don't think it's intentional. So I don't want to say like being naive because I don't think most people are like intentionally naive, but it's, could it be, could it be at your house? Could you just like say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. You, right. I mean, if everything goes down, meet up. Wherever at the house. Is. Okay. Yeah. Everyone at the back. house. Okay. Right. You know, if you've got extended family or something like that, mm -hmm. mom, dad, brothers, yeah. sisters, like, are we all trying to meet up? Like our family, yeah. including like my in-laws and my, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, anyone that's in our area, we have a meeting place. Whether we have to drive there or walk there, because I think sometimes with even EMPs, like vehicles may not even work. Like batteries right. are not yeah, out yeah. everything too. Um, so you need to have like a go bag. Like if you needed to leave your house right now, do you have a backpack that has everything that you would need? No, of course I don't. Do you? Why not? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So God, I need a wanna, drink. <laughs> if you want to dive in and you want to research something, it's the little things, you know, like two, a couple change of clothes, a warm sweater, a pair of shoes, a pair of hiking shoes, some food that isn't super perishable medicine, uh, first aid type stuff. If you, I don't know what else you might require, but like if you needed to leave your house for some reason, whether it's a natural disaster or some sort of terrorist attack, whatever it might be Ooh. like, you have the time now. That's the other thing when people are like, well, you know, when am I going to have the time? That's never going to happen. If you're in a lockdown right now and you're not working, I don't know. I just think it's wise to, to think mm. about some of those things. Contingencies. You know, you know, maybe a family member's sick and you need to leave and you're going to be gone if you already have that bag packed. Yeah, but do I pack for the entire family or just for me? <laughs> you pack for you and then you make your children pack one for themselves and your husband packs his own, but you have, you know. I'm going to freak them all out. What happens to yeah. the cats? That's something I haven't quite figured out yet because I have three dogs and I'm yeah, like, dogs. Eh, well, dogs are a bit more portable. Cats are kind yeah. of never in when you need them. <laughs> You just have the kennel ready for them or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy. And what a weird conversation we're having now. But again, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah, actually, you're right. Whoever goodness. would have foreseen this? I know. And you just, you just never know. And maybe you'll come to a point where you're like, I have to get out of here. I have to leave this place. Maybe just even like emotionally. I've had emergencies happen or like emotional things. And you're not in the right state of mind to pack a bag. You're not thinking of everything mm. that you need in that moment. You know, if you get a terrible phone call and you need to rush out somewhere, you're not going to think of all the things that you need. So it doesn't hurt to just to be prepared, not to scare anybody. But I mean, this year is 
is crazy. And I think as a world, we're much more unstable gov- individually within our governments and within our families than anyone's than we've been before, in, at least in my lifetime. So it's, it's just really not. I mean, I'm at least going to write a list. I'm going to start trying to write a list. I always overpack anyway. Whenever I'm going, I'm always the one that can't get my suitcase shut. So this is going to take some planning, Trina. (laughs) I want to know what's in your your go bag. Yeah, I'll send you a list. I'll put it together. You can share it with people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. But it's just essentials. Okay. Trina, you've literally blown (laughs) my gray matter this evening. The dinner bell has gone though, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna I hope go. your roast isn't burning. Oh my god, well, it's fine. And I apologize if I freaked anybody out. I think it's a good conversation to have. Just I think it's an just amazing keep an open mind. Study whenever you feel like you're in your right mind. Like whenever you feel, you know, like you're open to seeing mm. some things, mm. and just be prepared. I think preparedness is so important. Be prepared for your inbox to light up because I think you're going to get a lot of I mean, messages. I welcome anyone that has questions or they want me to point them in a certain direction. I mean, I have lots and lots of resources. There's a company in the United States. I'll let you go after I share this. It's called American Contingency. And it's, it's um, owned by a special ops guy. So he was in the military as a special ops. I don't know if he was a Navy SEAL or what. But he basically teaches you, you know, things that you can do to just prepare and how to take care of how to be self-sufficient basically yeah and i think that's that's so so important yeah because we don't know we don't know what's going to happen amazing trina thank you so much i hope you have a blessed time we talk about rainbows and sunshine and happy things (laughs) next time we'll do rainbows and fluffy rabbits oh i apologize in advance maybe you want to put a um a disclaimer at the beginning (laughs) of this podcast (laughs) Um, a little doom and gloom. No, it's just so fascinating. And I'm sure that, well, I'm sure nobody was expecting this podcast. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, I don't know. I think it's brilliant. Where, the, the saying is, and I think this is so important and a good place to wrap it up, is whoever controls the narrative controls the people. And so if the narrative that you're only watching is the news, the news is controlling your every idea and belief and thoughts so Mm. why not try to expand that and control your own narrative and use discernment when you're researching things knowledge is power and let's all get behind that critical thinking yes bless you have a great day you too take care